The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. You hungry, bro? You're laughing uh, so much I can't even hear the laughter. I, well, <clears throat> I had breakfast not too long ago, so no. No? Okay, I didn't yet, so so I am slightly hungry, but uh, that's not, it's not. I already know what, I already know what we're naming the podcast. You hungry, bro? Oh, absolutely. Great. Okay, I'm down. Uh, speaking of podcasts, welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSA Foundation. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talked about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of June. The year is 2023. Glad you can be with us. As always, check us out online at osafoundation.org, on social media at facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. The email address to contact the show is podcast at osafoundation.org. Also, you can check us out on YouTube, our books on Amazon. Uh, Bonfire has our apparel store. I plug so much. Let's just move on. Across the way, the producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? Spent. Yeah. Three hours of recital time. I get it. I totally get it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm donezo. Yeah. Um, but, um, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Ready to go. This is, this is a nice little way to kind of get your mind off of it. I think. I think so. I think it's a good way to start the week. Yeah. So, yeah, of course you and I have been up for hours now and we're like, this is already not good. So. (laughs) Well, I'm used to it. I, you're I usually, used to it. I usually get up at 6.30 in the morning. So. Yeah, you're a better man than me. I, I forced myself out of bed using anxiety to, you know, call a car mechanic. So Hey, listen, you know what? Whatever does the trick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what, they're, that's what they're calling it now. Right. So. You're burning daylight otherwise. There's not, I mean, this sun's not even out right now. It's kind of cloudy. You're burning this, cl- clouds cloudy i'm burning clouds okay maybe that's the title of the show (laughs) burning clouds you hungry bro yeah hungry bro (laughs) you hungry bro for some burning clouds (laughs) i just warmed them up for you what is this brooklyn new york yeah exactly yeah warmed them up for you i warmed them up for you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just put them in the microwave. They're hot and piping. Let's go. <laughs> I, mean, don't... I don't know how you. How would you eat a cloud? Fork and knife. Yeah, I get get on the outside of an airplane wing. Yeah, like a fork yep. and a knife and a plate. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure the clouds yeah. are on a plate. Make sure the cloud is deep fried too. Oh, so just, just yeah. Just take the cloud, oil on it. <laughs> take the cloud, throw it in the in the vat. Take it out again. Use a fork and knife. Use a little cocktail sauce. This is good cloud. Yes, you know the, that cumulus cumulonimbus, very thick, 
very juicy. Jeez, how many titles are we going to have for this thing? The Cirrus, the Cirrus clouds, those too light for me. I They're mean, pathetic. I, it, it's, like it's kind of like a salad. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like a starter. What kind of cloud are you? Cirrus, pathetic. <laughs> we're oh, judging God. clouds, is what we're doing here. Yeah, this is this is where we are. This is where we're at, folks. And just, I just, we just want everybody to know that as much as we care about sportsmanship and and whatnot. You know, we we got to laugh and we got to have fun, yep. and I I hope that people are hey, having listen, fun. You know, what? 137 episodes in, that's, that's you're gonna have fun. At. You're gonna laugh about it. You know, because right. that's yep. that's part of sportsmanship is being able to take a step back and go, <laughs> right? You know, laugh at yourself. Yep, you gotta. Yeah. So uh, where do you want to start? I think you had a, an article to share. Yeah. So. This this is an article that uh, I found on uh, ESPN on uh, June 9th by uh, June Lee and uh June 9th by June Lee. Yeah. Hmm. June I, by June. Yeah, apparently apparently that's the the law is that if your name is June spelled okay. J O O N mm-hmm. you must publish articles only in June. Wow. Yeah. And if you replace the 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 N with a D you'd have Jude law. Wow. Well, you'd have Jude Lee. But you'd have to per- oh, you'd have to but you'd have to replace L- the EE with the AW. Yeah. There's a lot June of replacing law. that would have to go on, you know. So June Law, June 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 Lee to Jude Law. Right. Will cause a collapse on Interstate 95. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> That is crazy, though. You heard about that? I just that- read about it today. Like, I, I had no idea what was going on. You know, you see the signs on the interstate. Yeah, like just like avoid, is yeah. completely collapsed. Avoid Northeast Philly. And I'm like, why? And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's why. Oh, okay. So, and I got my trip, and at the end of the month, we're, we got to divert. We got to go to the turnpike. Yeah. Which everyone's going to do now. Oh, of course, yeah. But that's yeah. fine. I yeah. mean, we'll just leave earlier. You're going to be up. Yeah, because I you get know? up. I mean, right. at least at 630, if not earlier. Crazy. Because we're burning cloud light. Right, exactly. And when you burn it, you can eat it. Right, because that's how it gets deep fried. Right. <laughs> so we're right. So the whole thing is it's working out. Um, so this article on ESPN.com by June Lee is entitled, The Aaron Boone Show, Managers Rose with Umps and Art Form. And... The entire article basically just is discussing the fact that Yankees manager Aaron Boone uh, is now getting ejected from ball games at uh, an historic rate. Um, he has been tossed as of the this article and whatnot, tossed thirty times in his five plus seasons as a manager. Um, he's actually been ejected more times in his career than Dusty Baker who has managed 20 more seasons. Um, he is he is he has the third highest ejection rate in the history behind only Paul Richards and Frankie Frisch, and he's ahead of notorious grousers such as Earl Weaver, Bobby Cox, and Ron Gardenhire. So it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. That's not good company. No, it's not. At, it's <laughs> now they do start a little bit with some levity because when Boone does go on these tirades, he does have 
um, a gum toss, shall we say. So he, he apparently after he finishes his argument, he takes gum out of his mouth and tosses it. And they've actually now uh, analyzed the gum throw via StatCast. So there is a little bit of hilarity to it. Getting a launch like they angle. Track the trajectory. Exactly. What's the launch angle of the gum toss, essentially? Um, and, you know, the people like Judge or, or Aaron Judge are kind of laughing about it. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, and, and that, that's, that's cool and whatnot. Um, but, I mean, Boone just had a, a, a suspension a one-game suspension for for his antics. And, of course, when he gets suspended, you know, his response to the media is, oh, I didn't think I deserved that. And you want to you just look at him and go, what are you seeing that we're not? Like, this whole thing right here says that you're in a bad place. Like, you, you're doing this too much. You know, you've got, you've got a lot of different uh, antics going on. Um, it's just, it's not good. Now, real, now the umpires have kind of put a different spin on it, which I find interesting. Uh, veteran umpires who spoke on the condition of anonymity have said uh, a couple of different things. One said, quote, not many Yankees get ejected. Uh, Boone's always taking the fire. He's just doing the job that he's supposed to do. Mm. Another umpire said, quote, if he crosses a line and makes it personal, then he's probably going to get ejected. But he comes from a great baseball family and he knows what his job is. The whole thing is funny. Hmm. Um, he actually gets to a point in his family where uh, Boone has said to his daughter, quote, do as I say, not as I do. Which is kind of weird. Um, you know, the, the the other part of it, too, is that a lot of the players who are being uh, interviewed for this all say, th you know, the same things. So if you want a guy who goes to war for you, you want, you know, you want that kind of fire. They got your he's got your back, all that kind of stuff. And this is this is I guess this is where I just don't understand it. And and I'll take the heat for that because I know I'm different. You know, um, I was never a player who needed the uh, you know the, the 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 manager or a coach to have my back. You know, I just I just did. And and when I managed and coached, I was never the type of guy who needed to do that in order to have a player's back. You know, especially since I'm working with with kids. You know, even you know eighteen year old kids and whatnot. But I'm just like, this is not. This is not how it's supposed to be. Right. And and it's just it just kind of it just kind of bugs the hell out of me. Well, I mean, um, what would I, I mean, not to interrupt, but like no. what would lead Boone? I mean, would the players start and then Boone would like like would the players start arguing a call and then Boone would get in the middle of it to just the, save the I'm player? I'm sure that that's definitely part of it. You know, okay. I mean, that's happened a number of times, and that happens across baseball. You know, um, it's it, it's kind of a, an assumed tactic to a degree, whether you like it or not. I'm like, I per, again personally do not, but it's it's neither here nor there. That's my opinion, and 
it's you know if, if, if you you need the player to stay in the game right. because you want to win the game but, um you know so we, so the so the so the manager if mm. by the manager getting ejected you don't lose the player but why does anybody have to get ejected that's a great question so like why can't boone just say to his player let's just relax yeah let's just go back to the dugout together and then just let it let it go yeah and then no one gets ejected right like why i why can't we do it that way we have this we have this uh this this thought convention where the whole thing is absolutely nuts and so it's a bunch of chest chest pounding yeah exactly and you know, you, you know you try and talk about these things with people on twitter or you know wherever and no one has the ability to take a step back and say why is this even a thing well that's just the way we do it but we're not allowed to question convention right you know like it's that the, the i guess the point of this whole conversation is an examination is to say what we're trying to do is question what's going on here we're not trying to argue whether it's good bad and different it's there's mm. there's a, there's more of a question of do we under are we as a society ability to take a step back and say is this really necessary right. you know is this is this can we we assume this convention for some reason why do we do that mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense um you know boone goes on to talk about how uh he says his intention is to never, never make it more than one moment um it's very easy for him to move on um you know, so so a lot of it is. I don't know with, yeah. with that many ejections. I don't think it is for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great point. That's a great point. It's <laughs> like, that it's, you know, it, it, is he trying to basically say, look, if I run into an umpire after the game, I'm going to be friends with them. It's just that in that moment, I've got a job to do. Like that again. I just don't. I just don't get it. Um, but that's me. That again, that's me. That's mm -hmm. that's me trying to to deconstruct the the you know the 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 art form here, the archetype, right. and to say this is just it's it's not necessary. It's can I can I ask a question? Only if I know the answer. Okay. When they they're keeping track of Boone's ejections, mm -hmm. On average, when do they occur in the game? In the towards the beginning, in the middle, towards the end? I would say the majority of them, from what I can recall, are usually in about the middle. And the reason I'm gonna say that is because just factoring in what I remember of his ejections and factoring in what how I know things work kind of with within the the baseball community from from my perspective, you don't get a lot of chirping and 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 verbal sparring at the very beginning of the game mm. it's 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 when if that happens there's usually something else going on right and when you think about the human experience and how that works you know you tend to see how things build up you know you miss one call at the beginning of a game you you know you you're instructed to ignore it and whatnot mm -hmm. and and as that tension builds that's when you start to see the conflicts. Mm -hmm. um, so I would I would guess that the middle of the game is usually the prime time for the conflict to to rise. Okay, you know, 
So I mean, I'm sure there are a number of factors in play. Like, you know, you go through the rotation a couple times. Yeah, you go and, through the lineup a few times. You, you, then, you, yeah, right. The lineup, and then people start to see pitches more, and then people get more critical as mm -hmm. time goes on. And and but I, you know, I would almost say that it would be advantageous if you if there's a based on the conversations we've had right mm -hmm. if you're let's say up at bat and you know pitcher throws a pitch that's questionable in the in like like relatively in the beginning maybe in maybe in the first inning even to just turn around to the umpire and say where'd you have that yeah just, is this where it's going to be mm -hmm. like just if i would i would rather have it's like a pressure cooker yeah. Release a little bit of pressure at a time yeah. throughout the game by communicating effectively and calmly to the umpire rather than letting it build and blow up midway or towards the end even. Right. I think that's a much healthier way to do it, don't you? Yep. I agree. I agree. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that we 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 tend to forget that these professional sports which are in themselves entertainment are a a, a major magnet for for viewers especially young impressionable view, impressionable viewers right you know so there are kids watching and they see this type of behavior and they think it's okay and adults think it's okay too because you know they 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 see it and they you know regardless of one's age and experience human beings mimic other human beings right. and it just happens in different ways at different times throughout throughout life and mm -hmm. it's very common to see this and to think that's that's how we're supposed to act and it's just it's just not okay uh there was an ejection the other day with um Phil Cuzzy he was doing um, the game between the Angels and the Mariners on the West Coast, and mm -hmm. Shohei Otani struck out on a pitch that was it was a slider, and it might have been just off the corner of the outside corner. Um, if you look at the box on TV, uh, the, the the graphics which are inaccurate, um, it looked outside. But when you look at the margin of error that Major League Baseball uses to grade umpires. It was a strike, and every you know. And so, so not only did Phil Nevin get irate with Phil Cuzzy and get tossed and whatnot, um, but the 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 broadcasters and members of the media and whatnot just went to town on Phil. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking to myself, like, you guys, you can't you can't do that. You can't you cannot be a fan to that degree, right? Okay. Um, you can you 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 can be a fan to a certain degree when you broadcast in any way, shape, or form. Right. If you if you are a broadcaster for a particular team, you 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 have you're allowed to be a fan. You want that team to win, mm -hmm. but that does not give you carte blanche to then act inappropriately. Mm -hmm. and, and and we're saying the same things over and over again. I mean, it's 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 old hat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it's just a shame. It's just a shame. Should there be, I almost think like at the beginning of every broadcast, there should be a disclaimer that says this sort of behavior is not acceptable and, or like for like kids, like, 
I almost feel like if you can put a disclaimer at the beginning of a like a movie or or a show mm-hmm. like the actions of or the you know there may be some trigger warning or whatever or like not quite that extreme but like something at the beginning of of a sports cast like hey you know you may see fiery moments and understand that this is not you know this is this is at at a at a at a real level, like a like a little league level or or a JV level or whatever you want, this is not acceptable behavior, right. you know, um, to some degree. Like, again, it doesn't have to be like a a, a, a litany of actions. You just right. some just general something general. Well, almost, you know, that's. I think that's actually a, a very good idea, and especially like take a step back and look at it this way. You're like, wait a second, I don't, uh, I don't see any better alternative here. At the very least, you know, something of a warning like that is better than nothing, right? You know, I, and again, that we're. I'm, I'm sure that we are, you know, looking at this in a very rough draft form. It's not like we are workshopping this and it's ready to go to print now, but it's. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great point is to say, look, you know, you're going to, you know, emotions get high at the very least. We, you know, if, if they, if it does, if and when it does, you know, we, we highly encourage uh, spectators, fans, viewers, et cetera, to be able to take a step back mm-hmm. and, and think about their actions before, before they get into it. Right. Can't, I mean, you're not going to lose anything by doing that. Sure. You know? I, yeah. And I, I mean, it, and it's, <clears throat> It's okay to feel something, right? Right. It's 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 not okay to act on those feelings. Right. It's not okay to to then, you know, it's not about you know. We say it's not about the action; it's about the reaction, mm-hmm. right? You know, and uh, it, you know when you react in a negative way, it 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 affects how other people act, right? And um, that's never a good thing when when it gets out of control like that. I'm actually writing this down now because I don't know if it's a thing that can, we can do, but just the idea of disclaimers on broadcasts or you know, you know, listen, before every major league game, they have a disclaimer where they say, you know, be aware for balls and bats that fly into the stands. Yeah. You know, right. why can't we do that one too? Right. And you it's not I mean? just with uh, arguing with umpires, it's just poor sportsmanship in general, like <clears throat> like fighting right between players and and like you may see a fight break out right understand that this is not acceptable behavior right and that just because you see it on tv doesn't mean that it's okay in in your world right and i you know what i would imagine it's probably it would probably be a better thing to do on a broadcast than it would be at the stadium because <coughs> with the with the stadiums you know, there's a lot of legality involved. There's a lot of money involved. You know, like when they do those be aware of flying balls and bats, you know, you know how long it took for them to put the friggin' nets up to protect yeah, people? Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, we're not, I don't know if we're going to get that far with some of this stuff, but it's probably pretty easy at the beginning of every ball game, you know, before the first pitch to have a disclaimer read that says, look, you know, it, we, we be you know be smart about your sportsmanship and your actions mm-hmm. you know i know yeah. i mean i think i think that there are i mean we do that at at 
other games and events and whatnot and at right. the high school level. So maybe it's Why time not? to start doing that at the professional level on just on broadcasts. Right. You know? Yeah. All right. Now I've got homework. There you go. That's what I'm I sorry. need. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm, you know, I've got all, I had reserved all this time to eat clouds. Right. And high in nutrients. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, especially with the, you know, especially with those wildfires and the smoke. I mean, you're talking about like some nice barbecue. <laughs> clouds give me gas so well gotta be careful with that clouds may be a create, gas you can, yeah you create more gas with the clouds right some unfortunate yeah. person's gonna oh man the wrong, and we're worried we're worried about cows and their methane all right <laughs> no one no one takes the time to think about how when we eat clouds what we're doing to you know, to to the ozone, right? This might yeah. be the one of the dumbest things I've said all week, and it's just <laughs> beginning. Don't careful not to eat the ozone, though. We need that. We uh, yeah, yeah. At the very least, can we fix it first before we eat it? Yeah, you're right. And you then, know, what was yeah. that old Lewis Black joke? He says it's absolutely stupid that we have a hole uh, a hole in the ozone layer. We have men, we have rockets, we have Saran wrap. Fix it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh. So we gotta oh. fix the I gotta fix the I gotta write this gotta one down it. too. Yeah. Fix ozone layer. Okay, good. Right. Good. Because okay. otherwise I would forget. Yeah. Yeah. So what else are we talking about? Well, we had an incident um a couple times ago when we played golf. Okay, so let's let's set the stage for this because I think this is important. All right? Yes. So Sean and I are playing golf and we tee off on the first hole. And as we start driving the cart, we see a cell phone. And the cell phone is just laying there in the rough. Yeah, like right before the fairway. Yeah. So the first thing we're thinking is, well, maybe someone in front of us dropped it. So we get up to, we finish the first hole, and there's a little bit of a, of a wait to get onto the second tee. So we go up to the group that's ahead of us and say, did you guys lose a phone? They and said, this was the weekend of... Um, Memorial was it? Day. Memorial it was, Day. Weekend. It was on Memorial Day. It was that Monday. It was, was it that Monday? Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. So, so they, it was not their phone. So we're sitting there waiting and we're like, I wonder if someone else lost this phone. I mean, yeah, our 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 first thought was we need to get this back to quickly because yeah. they could be looking for it and right. everything. So so we're also thinking like with the amount of time that we're going to be stuck here and whatnot, we're trying to devise a plan. So we end up driving ahead of the second hole to the group that's on the third tee, and we ask them, did you guys lose a phone? And they said no. So... We drove all the way back to the clubhouse and we dropped the phone off. And we were like, you know, if we are, we, we, they, first of all, they were, you know, they, they, they knew someone had lost the phone, et cetera, and whatnot. So we, we dropped the phone off and we're like, well, if we're going to try and squeeze our way back into where we were, it's going to be hell. Let's try and sneak on the 10th tee since it's right here. We'll play the back nine first, and then we'll go play the front nine again. Right. So we sneak on to the back nine. And 
same kind of thing in that there's a little bit of a weight and whatnot, but it's just, it felt like it was going to be easier this way. Okay. Now, obviously it's kind of a no, no to do that, but at the same time, we're also kind of thinking subconsciously, we just, we just returned a very expensive iPhone that someone left randomly. It's almost like we, you don't want to make excuses but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like you just you just did something altruistic. You did something good. Right. Okay. So. So now we go, we sneak on. And we're like, okay, so we start playing the back. No problem. Or everything's kind of normal, etc. I don't think I don't really think we had any issues really on the back nine for the first eight holes. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. I mean the the people in front of us were a little slow but it wasn't unmanageable right and i like, think because there were people in front of them too. right exactly there were the, the backup was normal okay the people in front of us were a foursome and then there was a group in front of them like i remember when we finished 13 and we went to 14 we you know we drive behind the green of of 13 there's a group on the tee who hasn't even teed off yet then there's the foursome in front of us which are waiting so we are now behind them Right, and we're like, okay. I mean, look, look, this is it's it's Memorial Day. It's going to happen, you know. Yeah, right. Not the, not the end of the world. It's okay. It's not, it, nobody, nobody, no big deal. So we keep playing, and we get to eighteen, and we take a look down the fairway to see where they are. And and as an aside, Sean drives the ball a lot further than me. Sean Sean's tee shots have a different trajectory. If we were to do the stat cast right. <laughs> of your tee shots, you would see that Sean's tee shots are better than mine. Okay. Mine are usually like lower line drives with some roll. And, yeah, and you stay on the fairway. That's I, the I try and stay on the fairway. <laughs> I'm working on trying to get rid of that, that draw that sometimes turns into a hook. Right. Okay. And and Sean's tee shots has have they have a fade on them a natural yeah. fade, but he also he also gets better height and distance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we look down the 18th fairway where this quartet of people are in front of us, and they appear to be right near the little stream that you have to cross over to get to the 18th. Oh, there may be yeah, they're probably not even 20 yards away from that. They're, yeah, they're pretty far down the fairway. Right. So so we agree that I'll tee off first because I'm probably not going to hit them. Right. Okay. So I tee off, and I actually have a pretty good shot. And I watch the shot, and it lands center fairway, and it rolls. And it rolls pretty straight. You had a pretty forward roll, yeah. It was, it was a forward roll. It's not a dangerous roll. No, because it lands well. it lands well in front of the foursome in front yes. of us. Yeah, and it just rolls, and it might actually roll past them to a certain well degree. behind behind them, well, yeah, well behind them, right? And with the roll, it may go by them, but that roll is not meant to be, um, any sort of danger, right? You know, uh, it's one like it's one thing if, and and, and I think we can all use kind of common sense. Where like I remember I was playing once and uh, on. Uh, 11 on that same course we were approaching the green and as just as we were walking to the green someone teed off on 11 and basically drove the green 
Yeah. And we were like, okay, that's a little, a little weird. Right. Because when we got to the green, then there were two balls on the green. We're like, where the hell did these come from? We look back, they're guys on the tee. And I'm like, did they just drive the green on this par four? We're just approaching the green. Like, right. You know, like, like you kind of, you kind of have to know your own strength. You have to read the room too. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so then you go and the group in front of us is going up. And as we're driving towards my ball, we see them pick up another ball and then we can't find my ball. Mm-hmm. And this woman in the group in, ahead of us purposefully picks up my ball. Well, we didn't, we, we didn't, didn't know, know that, that at yet. first. We didn't know that at first. But essentially what has happened is this woman has picked up my ball for some reason. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are driving ahead. We didn't know it was my ball she picked up. We first find your ball, mm-hmm. which has gone slightly to the right onto the fairway of the first hole. Yeah, I think just off of it. Yeah. And they're on the green of 18. So we're just going to wait. No problem. So they finish on 18. And then all of a sudden, these two kids in that group start yelling back at us. And they go, and one goes, you hungry, bro? And we're kind of looking around like. Are they talking to us? Yeah. One guy. I thought they were talking to me at first. Yeah. And then, and then they were, and then one of them, I think, gave us the finger and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I was like, we're like, huh? And they were like, you just, you almost hit us. And we're like, we didn't even go. No, your first shot. I was like, our first shot almost hit you. So they're going on this tirade. And then we realized that the woman picked up the ball because she thinks it almost hit her. Right. So now they're essentially being ridiculous about this, saying, you know, oh, you're gonna you're gonna do that. Well, we're gonna take your ball. The ball at most probably gently Cadillaced just passed past them. Yes. Like and came to a stop. They mm-hmm. probably saw it stop right next to them. Right. And it like, how many times does that happen to us? Right. Like, if I'm gonna if I'm on the fairway and that happens to me where a ball like incidentally rolls to my right or to my left i'm gonna turn around and be like that was a hell of a shot right wow yeah nice job right like i wouldn't pick it up and if it happens if it happens once it's like hey now if it happens you know 18 times yeah now it's a different story or if the fairway has like a downward tilt to it and you're not sure and and like i mean in in it's 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 a tough call sometimes because like the the fairway onto which we hit Mm -hmm. um it's a dog sort of a not a dog leg left but a gradual like curved left yes that and the green is sort of obscured you can't see the green right so you can't tell once they walk out of your field of vision where they are right Especially right. once so they it's approach almost that. better to know where they are on the fairway before you hit, right? So that you don't accidentally hit them if you right. drive. I mean, it's a probably about two two eighty to the to the little gully before the green. Right. So it's a, it's decent. It's a decent drive. I mean, I'm I'm not hitting it two eighty, right? Unless I hit it square on the head and it carries. But right. but like 
you can't see them anyway, even if even if they round the bend. So it's almost better to hit while they're still in view. So at least you know to maybe control it a little bit, which you did, but yeah. it just so happened to take a forward bounce and it didn't hit them on the fly. Right. That's the thing, right? It hit the ground at least 30 or 40 yards before them mm -hmm. and rolled gently by them. And, and this is this is also a hole that has the trees on the left side. So if they're going into the trees to look for that ball or look you for a ball, see them. you'll never see them. Right. You'll and you'll never know when they get on the green. Yep. So you 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 wouldn't know when to go. Right. And unless you like drove, there's like no bell or anything that they yeah. can ring with, which maybe there should be actually. Yeah. Or maybe, but, you know, maybe maybe it's maybe, you know, maybe when they need to remove those trees. Right. You know, like, like at again, least some of them. Yeah. Like, just so you can see like where, where, where to go. And right. I mean, you, I mean, we're not going to drive down the right side of the fairway halfway to see if they're on the green and then come back to hit. Right. I mean, that's, that's where we're sending out a scouting party. Right. <laughs> like that would slow things up even more. Yeah. So it's like you, you, you take the shot with either a, a, you know, a, a three-quarter swing driver or or a wood down the center, and you you play it safe that way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can't see them. Right. So, I I think I think the I don't know what their problem was. I it's not like we did that. We didn't do that any other time. It was right. just that one time where the ball happened to roll by them. Right. And I look. I get it. It can be disconcerting depending on how quickly the ball rolls or, you know, how often it happens, but it does happen. Right. And, you know, the, we didn't see any reason to yell for because it was, like I said, it landed well, well behind right. them. And it just, just, just happened to roll. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it landed near them, it's a different story. Right then, you would be yelling. You'd yeah, be yelling. Right, um, but you know, but it just like I don't know. I I think the it, if it's Memorial Day, I think the pro shop guy said it had a good point. If it's a holiday, usually a lot of people who don't golf often play. Yeah, and so maybe they don't realize or know like, hey, if this happens, you just kind of it's not the end of the world. You, you, you yeah. shrug your shoulders and you move on or yeah. you say, hey, great. You make it make it a joke like, yeah. hey, that's an awesome shot. Right. You know, here's your ball. Like, yeah. point to it. Yep. When we went out the next time, I remember there was a foursome in front of us who was great. Yep. The one guy was like, hey, if we're too slow, just feel free to go ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he said, he's like, we got extra beers, too, if you want one. Right, exactly. Like really, really and you were please. like, oh, he's on the party list. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's – you're on the golf course to enjoy the time. You're, you're outside. You know, personally, if it's slow, I don't mind it. It just means I spend more time outside. It really, it really. I mean, you don't like, want to, you don't want to be waiting thirty minutes to tee off. But at the same, you know, but you're right. Yeah, like it's, it's not the end of the friends, world. Yeah, it's fine. Like yeah. if it's a little slow, it's a little slow. It's a holiday. It's yeah. going to be slow. You're right. But but the people, the, but those people were great. Like yeah. they were, they were. But you know what though? That encouraged us to even wait longer. Yes. Because we, because they reached out to us 
and we said we don't want to we don't want to push you yeah so take your time yep. enjoy they were great yep and and you know there may have even been a time when i think on the ninth hole i hit it pretty close to them they didn't pick it up nope they were like no nope, no problem right you know? it happens totally happens yeah and and then kind of the coda to the whole thing was we went back to the clubhouse to get a bite and we were telling Gary, the guy who was there, who you just mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, about about all of this. Mm -hmm. And we we mentioned how after the phone we hopped on 10 and he said, well, next time, you know, maybe try not to do that because people who are on nine are going to get upset that you're going to cut in front of them. And mm -hmm. I and I was and I was kind of like, OK, but. When you when you return a phone like that, mm -hmm. you, someone's going to get pissed off. Right. So are we going to get who who do we choose to get pissed off? The people who are on nine when we're trying to sneak on to 10 or the people who are on one and two when we're trying to get back to our spot. Right. You're going to you're going to upset somebody. Right. When you're trying to do the altruistic proper thing. Right. It's not like it was a club. And he's and he's a great guy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He 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 just I mean like he he, he made a good point. But yeah. At the same time, it's like damned if you do, damned if you right. don't. Situation. If it was a club that someone had lost, you put it in your cart and you return it at the end of the round. Correct. This is a phone that's and there are like notifications going off. And oh yeah, like, there were. You know? Yeah, this person tried to keep locking their phone and right. and and tried to turn on location services and. And, and everything they so they were actively looking for it right it's not like they forgot it existed i mean mm -hmm. it's hard to forget your phone exists when you live on it right basically yep so so we we did we we suspended play to return it right and um we ultimately we made i think we made the right decision i think so too you and know? i think hopping on at nine is more of a natural way to do it because i mean that's the I mean, for those of you who aren't too familiar with golf, it's essentially two nine-hole sections, right? right? I mean, and usually the clubhouse is sort of like the in-between. Mm -hmm. And you that's a good way because most people who end finish nine wind up leaving. Right. They wind up just playing nine or they hop in for a beer and a hot dog or they and then go the back bathroom. out yeah exactly the turn and is right there for a reason so they so they're waiting anyway yeah so it's like all right well let's just kind of sneak and it's our just way two in. of yeah. us and exactly. it's just two of us so just hop on and right and we played i think we actually played with another guy that day or that did we join someone else there was there, a, a guy did join us was it that day or was it a different day that guy ralph i can't remember Maybe it was a different. I think day. it was a different day, but okay, you know that happens, right? You know, some you know people. The, a threesome finishes nine. One of them's going to go on. The other two were done, right? And the other you know? thing is, like, I mean, this is a course where it's much more relaxed. Yeah, there's no starter. There there's no ranger. Yeah, and I almost feel I almost kind of like that in some ways. Yes, I, you know, it just it allows people to sort of police themselves and like 90 percent of the time 99 percent of the time i would say it works out just yep. fine and in fact we we finish pretty quickly yes a lot of the time under four hours which is amazing yeah you know most courses with a ranger and a starter and more like 
stringent tea times mm -hmm. takes over four it takes four hours or longer like 420 usually yeah you, you can look at some of the cards and they'll, they'll show you the time per hole and whatnot and like, oh, four hours 20 minutes to play 18 right. holes oh my god well that was uh what was that um mountain view mountain view has that yeah yeah that that takes a long time to finish that course that's a long course too but yeah <clears throat> but with you know the course that we frequent it's it's much more relaxed and, and the people there are really nice and, and pretty much all the golfers there are nice. It's just, I think these people on Memorial day who we inadvertently pissed off were just not, I don't think they were regulars. Yeah. I, otherwise I don't feel like they would have acted like that. That's a fair point. You That's know? a fair so, point. And it's just like, all right, so maybe they're just learning. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a learning experience for them. And for us, to some degree, I mean, I, I'll be a little bit more careful, but there's only there's you can only be so careful. You can, yeah, there's only so much you can do. Right. So. All right. Well, I think we. Uh, well, now I want to play. Da uh, damn it. Well, <laughs> I might go and you're going to have to go to work. So. Yeah. Don't worry. A couple more weeks. I'll yeah. Be done. It's, it's still cloudy. Yeah, it's still cloudy. I don't, I don't have anything else to do till rehearsal tonight. So I'm kind of like. I, fine yeah it's not supposed to rain until like four o'clock down here i think something something like that yeah so and if i walk the the course i mm -hmm. play for free with my membership there you go so get some steps in walking <laughs> you, you would never do that no yeah this is amateur hour yeah getting the game yeah. here yep all right well i think we uh kind of put a bow on this one didn't we yes all right good well uh uh, don't forget uh, all the stuff I mentioned earlier, osafoundation.org, uh, podcast at osafoundation.org, facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Uh, we do have our gala coming up. This episode will be the last one before it, so tickets will be need will, will need to be purchased almost immediately after this episode drops, uh, but we hope we can see you there. And uh, other than that, we'll talk to everybody in a couple of weeks. Sean, thank you as always. And if I don't talk to you before the next episode, enjoy your vacation. Of course. Thank you. So I'm imagining I'll do the next one by myself since you'll be away. Yes. Okay, good. How dare you? I know. How dare yeah. I enjoy myself? Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now that I got that one out of the way, uh, we'll see everybody in uh, two weeks. And until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.